Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Today we conclude our celebration of the Back to the Future trilogy with the third and final installment in the beloved time travel franchise. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for the entire Back to the Future trilogy, as well as The Prestige, The Island of Dr. Moreau, Home Alone 1 and 2, The Parent Trap, Return of the Jedi, Coming to America, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Looper, Rocky Balboa, The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror 4, and Stuart Little. we got to start with some laughter. <laughs> so, the trilogy concludes tonight with Back to the Future 3. Like the last two episodes, we are going to begin with some trivia. Now, none of you know Back to the Future 3 very well, I imagine. No. Everyone, seem, everyone here That's seems true. to dislike it. I'm not I saying I dislike great. it. Josh Porter's here. Josh, how do you feel about Back to the Future 3? When's well, the I last wanna, time you saw it? I want to clarify. This is the one I've seen the least, and it's been the longest since I've seen this one. But I remember as a kid... Every time it was on, because we had them on VHS, and every time someone would put it in or it came on TV or whatever, I'd be like, oh, God, this is the one in the West. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great one. <laughs> they got a train. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't appreciate that reaction. Liam, Liam Goniston is here. You might remember him from the um, Prometheus versus Alien episode. Oh, Prometheus. Mm. Prometheus. He's a uh, detractor <laughs> for Prometheus. Oh, yeah. Big detractor. But, yeah. We've uh, got him with us tonight to catch the, the final yeah, let's conclude. Let's wrap future. this this future backing up. Uh, how, how do you feel about Back to the Future Three? You know, as far as westerns go, I <laughs> get you know I, you know, there's I mean, it, it's redeemed no, by it's a it's a, uh, it's a self-aware J. Alex P. Keaton. That's that's why I watched it. <laughs> that's why I wanted to see it. It's a self-aware so. western. Yeah, they know they're in a western. Yeah, and yeah. Well, embracing I, the cliches. Great. Yeah. But you didn't actually say what you thought. Do you like it or I, not? You know, I I should probably see it again. As a kid, I didn't really like it that much, but okay. I, I also didn't really like westerns that much. Yeah. So me too. In, in order you know. to keep this trivia fair, we're we're watching the movie after we complete it, just to put everyone's knowledge to the test. Mm, perfect. So it's been a few years for you, huh? At least. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine years. Oof, that's a long time. Yeah. Josiah is also with us tonight. Hello, mm-hmm. Josiah. I'm back. Hey, you've been in every episode, Josiah. Way to yeah. go. He's it's back. Great. It's been a great ride. Josiah, much like myself, is a big fan of Back to the Future, and I appreciate his obscure knowledge of the, the movies. It's been great. We've learned a lot of fun things during the course of this. Yeah, he, He's yeah. always digging up Back to the Future stuff on the internet and sharing it with us. So too. many fun facts. And power Surf. There's a lot. He's Power Surfing, at Power Surf on Twitter. If you yeah, want to enjoy check it out, everyone. Back to the Future conversation. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you saw Back to the Future 3? Uh... I'm like I'm like Josh. I'm in a club least and long here. It's been the one I've seen the least, and it's been the longest. Mm. <laughs> least and long. <laughs> so chop me up for a least and long. Am I right? L and L. We got another. <laughs> it's a paradox. Uh, I am Tyler Hands, and I would have to say that Back to the Future Three has an equal amount of plays in wow. my childhood. Ooh, I would I would watch them through. They would always yeah. be equally. Enjoyed. Oh, you just, just have to wrap to get, it up every time. You're trying to get yeah. street cred now. Well, the way the second one, the way that so the cool. second one ends is that it goes right into the third. They they all kind of pick up right where the last one left off. So I always felt silly trying to just go back to the beginning again. Why not? Yeah. And these two were filmed back to back, right? They were. They yeah, they were filmed out. all at once and they released like a year uh, apart, six months something like that. One year apart. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, I'm very fond of. Back when did you watch it last though? 
Uh, it's been a, it's been a few years. Okay, but yeah. you watch the other two all the time, though. Yeah, what's yeah. going on, little boy? Yeah, maybe you're making <laughs> some you don't stuff sound up like now. You like okay. it that much to me. You don't have to lie to us. Yeah, there's holes in this story. Well, because in the first episode, you said you watch Back to the Future probably every year at least. Yeah. Hey, That's wait true. a minute. Yeah. Every Hold day. on. We also have Matt Hughes with us. <laughs> Good evening. When's the last time you saw Back to the Future 3? Uh, When's the last time you were on this show? Man, and I don't know. Y'all keep doing it like with 10 minutes notice and I got a wife and kids. <laughs> oh, man. You were definitely there for Prometheus. I was, that was it. That was the last one, I think. Mm, wow. Yeah, it's been too long. So you're welcome, listeners. I'm back. Hey, um, if anyone if anyone missed Matt and is happy to hear him back, let us know on the internet. Yeah, I don't want like some hate campaign like this guy is doing for Peter. I heard. Yeah, I don't maybe like that. Oh no, it's bigger than just one man now. Like, oh, good. <laughs> it's it's trending. Hey, I, <laughs> I understand. Hashtag that. Peter's the worst. Maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> they'll start up a hashtag Matt is the best. Yeah, yeah I'd love that. Uh, like, we love Matt. I don't know. We love Matt. Anyway, hashtag Matt. Anyway, to answer Matt. the question, we'll shut that it down. may have been. Shut up, Patrick. I'm answering the question. It may have been. I think 15 years since I oh saw Back to the gosh. Future 3. How old That's are a long you? Time. I'm 31. I think maybe I haven't seen it since I was 16. You're going to do terrible at this trivia. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. But people will enjoy that. Me too. I'm going to do bad too. We've yeah, also got too. Patrick Porter with us. Hi, I'm here. Hooray. Give us your uh, thoughts. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I did not ever dislike Back to the Future 3. Uh, okay, that's good. I liked it. It was my least in the the trilogy. Well, yeah, they they are go from best to worst in in order, right? Yep. Respectively. I think it's been nine or so years, like Liam, since I've seen it. Mm. Abby's sitting say, next to me. Abby Porter sitting next to me. Hey. She's never seen Back to the Future three and won't know any of these answers. Maybe right. she'll have just picked one up from just being married to you, like yeah. via osmosis. Yeah, I don't spend a lot of time diffusion. talking about Back to the Future. Unless there's water involved, it's diffusion. But if they're kissing, then it's osmosis. Oh, okay. Yeah, there there's kissing and water. <laughs> <laughs> I think the excitement uh, level in the room is definitely a notch a notch lower than it has been the, the, five, the last two times. Speak for yourself. No, I don't know. Back to the Future is great. Hey, I was All of them. There were so many times that I almost bought that nice Blu-ray box set over yeah. the last few years, but every time I, for some reason, didn't buy it. But then this year, of course, they release a new... Yeah, it's got a light-up flux capacitor. 30th anniversary box yeah. set, so... I'm going to be honest. I bought it today. Did you? <laughs> All right. Hey, man. I've got the Blu-rays, and I said, I need this one. <laughs> did, you, nice. did you read the USA Today so paper? I've all, so I also good. got the USA Today, the special edition. I read it. It was delightful. I'm proud of you, man. That's a true fan. Yeah. yeah. I woke yeah. up I woke up and said, oh, I better walk on over to the convenience <laughs> store. <laughs> Found one of the last paper. What have you yeah, there's one, one of the last stores in the world <laughs> that sells <laughs> a new yeah. paper. Yeah. <laughs> there's only two on the little shelf I bet that they only get two of each paper anyway Probably. so you got two of those box sets does that mean you're really going to give away your old one oh, that's right can I have your old one the winner of our social media trivia contest oh. will receive my old copy the 25th anniversary blu-ray box set <laughs> wow. Back to the Future. that's a great prize man I so, should have been playing <laughs> I know I wish I'd played online it's neck and Is neck between between two uh, diehard fans. And there's still time. We're All gonna right. be doing Back to the Future three trivia all, all this week. week. Maybe I'll So let's it. get into it right now with the less obscure trivia. This is the stuff that you guys should know even from your vague memories of the film. Perfect. Question one. What profession does Dr. Emmett Brown have in eighteen eighty five? 
What profession? Josh. He's, he's an engineer. He drives a train. No. Okay. That's not it. So there's a train in the movie, though. Yeah, there is a train. I remember the train part. Can I just apologize? Is he a clockmaker? Every time. No. Dang. That was. Is he a bartender? No. Oh. Every time we do the trivia. And it's before the movie, and then we watch the movie, and then I go back and listen to the episode. I'm like, God, we're awful. Except for <laughs> Josiah, he was pretty Josiah. good. Yeah. Well, it was pretty bad with the last one. You guys did all right with the first one. So yeah. I'm just thinking that there must be, you know, like these gentlemen who are answering the trivia questions so fast that obviously love Blacksmith. The there does. it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, there you go. Just staring off into the distance. <laughs> it's like a eureka moment. Uh, they must be frustrated until just now when right. it came back to see Matt, so. hashtag Matt's the best okay <laughs> <laughs> so that's one point for Matt zero one, for everyone one, else one, it doesn't one, seem one. like it's going to go very well Wait. I don't have as many as the last time okay. <laughs> uh, but just so you know Matt you are competing for the best seat in the movie, movie viewing room mm. oh I, that's how it works oh man winner I of this trivia gets the best seat now I really want to win this is an easy one. What year was Back to the Future 3 released? Shotgun. Josiah. Dang 1990. It. That's correct. To what year does Marty McFly travel into Matt? 1885. That's correct. Judas. What is the name of Marty McFly's great-great-grandfather? Josiah. Seamus McFly? Seamus McFly. That's a great name. That is good. What is the name of Seamus McFly's bully? Matt. Buford. That's correct. What is Buford's nickname? Mad Josiah. Dog. Oh, Mad Dog. That's Josiah. Point to Josiah. You got to raise your hand. Raise your hand, Liam. Liam. For the I sake of the listeners. Voice. Right. Keep. All right. <laughs> you guys are actually doing great. <laughs> by, by what name does Marty McFly identify in 1885? Josiah. Clint Eastwood. Correct. <sighs> what significant landmark was inaugurated at the Hill Valley Festival, Josiah? The Clock Tower. That Dang is it, correct. I knew that one. Yeah, me too. What rock band makes a cameo? Josiah. ZZ Top. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Heck yeah, they do. Sharp dress At men. what yeah. 1955 <laughs> location does Marty McFly use to get the DeLorean up to 88 miles per hour? Josiah. It's the drive-in movie theater? That's correct. Wow. What uh, happens, this is a great one, what happens to Marty McFly's boots when he arrives in 1885? Matt. Does he step in poop? He does, but not that doesn't oh. happen to his boots. I mean, well, one does, could argue that it does happen that to his The poop is on the boots. No, he's, poop, he's poop. wearing his Nikes when he steps in. Oh, all right. This is this is post post boot poop event. Post post poop. Okay. Post boop boot event. Poop <laughs> <laughs> boot. Boop event. <laughs> what happens to his boots? Come on, they melt. No. Does he get mugged? Do they get like taken. No. Well, they get taken, but yeah. by by Mad what? Dog. Does Mad Dog by take them? No, Mad Dog. Oh. Different animal. He likes shoes. A coyote. coyote. No. A horse. A horse. No. Raccoons. No. <laughs> An armadillo. <laughs> a bull. Remember he... Indominus Rex. He, he gets up to speed and he, he blasts rapture. through the drive through screen and there's Indians chasing him. Yeah. And then the yeah. cavalry shows up and he yeah. hides a DeLorean in a cave. Yeah, it was a yeah. shoe ghost. A bear. Yeah. A bear. Point, point for Matt. Point for Matt. <laughs> I really had to work for, on yeah, that Yeah, you did. I, that, I probably don't deserve a point. <laughs> we just named all of the bears what? in America. Okay. I mean animals. That's great. You got the question. We're moving Stop. to the next one. What do Doc and Marty use to get the DeLorean up to Josiah? A train. That is correct. I know that one. That was How sushi. much money does Doc Brown allegedly owe Buford Tannen? Mm. Liam. $500,000. In, in 1885? That is correct. That's incorrect. Dang it. $500. This is the amount of money that... 50000 No. This is the amount of money that Buford... 
kills Doc Brown over? Ten dollars. Five dollars. Two dollars. Two thousand dollars. No. A hundred dollars. Eighty dollars. Seventy-six. Yeah, there it is. Eighty dollars. Eighty dollars. Point I was gonna say oh, eighty-eight because that would have tied in. All with right, let's just get this over with. <laughs> what are the names of Doc Brown's children? Josiah, Jules, and Vern. That's correct. <laughs> By what name is Doc Brown's dog known? In 1955, Josiah Copernicus. Correct. That is your Back to the Future three trivia. Josiah wins. Josiah definitely oh, wins. Let me see the scores. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're gonna Josiah win, but weirdly enough, Patrick pulls ahead at the oh end. It's great. Weird. Who so saw that coming? Way stick go, with us. We're going to watch the movie. You can listen to the theme music while we while we are watching. For the next two Or hit pause and like watch along. See you in the future. So it's been a long road, but we have finally arrived. There's been a lot happening in the last two movies. We've got Einstein fan theories and mm. and irate biffs, animatronic biffs, cyber biff, cyber, cyber biff, cyber biff. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, experienced a lot. We've lived a lot in these. We've lived a lot of years in these. And so have few you, short listener. days. <laughs> so have you. I got a text message from. Uh, my friend Peter, who was on our uh, Jurassic Park 3 episode, and he said he was listening to our previous episode on Back to the Future 2 and screaming at his phone, which a lot of people say, they say when yeah. they listen. To <laughs> a lot of shouting <laughs> at their phone. That sounds mentally I'd unbalanced. like it to be true. <laughs> Again, I don't know if that's good what or bad. What was he yelling about? What was his problem? He didn't yeah. specify. I just said, you're welcome, and that was that. <laughs> <laughs> All that to say, we've we've gone through a lot, both us and the listeners. Yeah. A few things we wanted to mention before we get into Back to the Future 3. We had a uh, really fantastic fan theory. We, um, we asked you, the listener, to tell us the story of Einstein. What is this dog's deal? Where did he come from? What is going on? <laughs> we who need is, answers. Who is the mask in, who is the man in the dog mask? <laughs> And uh, our favorite fan theory comes from Michael Dumont. He left it as a comment on our website. And uh, I think it's pretty brilliant. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it in front of my face now. It's like. Do you want to read it? Yeah, verbatim. Go ahead and read it. Yeah, okay. So this is from Michael Dumont. And he begins with, here's the only logical explanation. And if you you recall, we we wanted to know. You know more about the backstory of uh, of <laughs> Einstein and how he always shows up in right. in Doc's life. Michael Dumont says, "Here's the only logical explanation: as a result of his obscene meddling with time, perhaps at some point in the future, relative to the beginning of the film, Doc Hugh Jackman himself several times through repeated experiments with time travel. Doc knew he needed to kill these clones to prevent a paradox. So Hugh Jackman in this is a reference to the Prestige. Right, right, yeah. The best Christopher <laughs> Nolan film. Yeah. Keep going. 
Doc knew he needed to kill these clones to prevent a paradox, but the prospect of this kind of suicide was simply too horrific to consider. So, rather than allow these abominations against nature to exist freely, Doc went into the future and learned from an unimaginably advanced and unscrupulous, <laughs> unscrupulous civilization <laughs> how to, through science so far beyond our understanding that it could almost be called magic, turn his clones into dogs. That's right. <laughs> These <laughs> dogs perfect. kept some faint sense of their humanity, hence the human clothes and the driving. And Doc, ever the cruel pragmatist, pragmatist, par pardon me, decided they would make useful servants. He named the small race of Doc slash dogs Einstein in mockery of the famous scientist he now considered himself so far above. He proceeded mm. to deposit them at various points on the, his timeline, so he always was in possession of an Einstein. <laughs> Doc was always scatterbrained, and he knew he would never notice <laughs> that his dog never grew old enough to die and was unexplicably rejuvenated every decade or so. He still had some humanity and so likely erased his memory of the unspeakable things <laughs> he had done so he could sleep at night and use his canine slaves without guilt or remorse. That's, that's got to be well, it, I mean, right? that, that's the only <laughs> explanation. <laughs> that's the only reasonable <laughs> perfect explanation. So now imagine that scene in, in Back to the Future where they're looking up and Einstein's in a hazmat suit <laughs> while they're working. So it's like, that was a doc. Yeah, yeah that's a doc it's, dog. It's just <laughs> like the fly. He's watching it all unfold, unable to participate or say anything. Yeah. <laughs> he knew. He participated. He drove that car. It's a horrible case. <laughs> I wonder why Marty never said anything if he saw dogs. Who's Marty? <laughs> <laughs> Our friend Marty. Marty. <laughs> well, he he saw Einstein driving the car. Oh, there was a uh, remote control. That's right. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was <an> <laughs> <laughs> it was an elaborate cover plan. When when you watch the 1955 doc, you you notice that Einstein is a puppy in those right. ones. So he he was yeah, that's true. the original yeah, Einstein yeah. that was cloned. And wait, so it's, it's it's not just a it's like a fly situation where he's like <laughs> merged uh, the original <laughs> puppy Einstein with the Hugh Jackman versions of himself. No, no, he didn't like put him in a telepod. He just. He found some way to like Doctor Moreau them. Oh, <laughs> it's more, okay. It's a Doctor Moreau situation. Okay, <laughs> into I'm, dogs. I'm comfortable yeah. with that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Using the first Einstein as his model. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So back to Back to the Future Three. Yeah. Back yeah. to the Future Three. I got Here admit, we are. It's not as bad as I hated it when <laughs> oh I was a man. kid. No. It's great, but clearly the weakest. Yes. In the uh, franchise. I've just got to say, finally, a classy. A classy romance instead of mm. a <laughs> incestuous <Incestious>. sex romp. <laughs> 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 Am I right? It's about time. Back to the Future. Well, Josiah is like, just a real romantic. So really the fact that Doc has like a legitimate connection, you know, a romantic connection with this woman somehow in your mind is like more pure and classy than a guy who's trying to liquor himself <laughs> up in order to molest his mom so that he can she can then have sex with his dad. <laughs> More or less. Right? Yeah. We we <laughs> accept his mom's <laughs> totally into it. Yeah. <laughs> Right, it's definitely more formulaic. I mean, th what's interesting about <laughs> this? <laughs> we're just gonna bounce right out of what I said. Let's just keep moving. Well, what's interesting about this third one is that it's uh, it's really. I mean, you think of these three movies, it's a Marty McFly story, but mm -hmm. this one I think is really focused on like Doc Brown and his relationships. So I guess you gotta ask yourself, do I care about this guy to be like falling in love with this hmm. school teacher who mm -hmm. just oh yes. 
for me likely yeah, just pops we do. in. And yeah, I do. Oh, I care. Yeah? I care. Deeply. Sure. Oh, yeah. Why? No you question. say otherwise, Liam? Uh, she just kind of pops in, and I'm like, okay. I don't, know. I don't care that much about Clara, but yeah. I care about Doc. I, I care about it Doc. It was love at first sight. I, I don't know if this it? is a Marty McFly story. I like to see Doc happy. Yeah, I don't know if this is more. This is more than just a Marty McFly story. That's what yeah. he's saying. Yeah, that's what yeah. he's saying. He's saying I know, and I'm disagreeing. What? No, he's saying that. I'm saying that you're you're both you're saying the same thing. Yeah. This well, I'm movie, saying it. This movie is <laughs> I, the exception to the rule. It's less about Marty. I'm than saying overall, it's more than a Marty oh, McFly story. Oh, all three? Yes. Nah. No, no the I first two were just a story arc from it's pretty well, Marty. Marty. Sure, think, but yeah. it, it's it's a uh, it's it. It's shared. The it's an Einstein story. Protagonism. It's shared. It's uh, it's mo- it's it's about. I say it's a threefold protagonist: Marty, Doc, and Hill Valley. It's the story of these three characters. Uh, see, well, here's the thing. The, one of the things I think is missing with the second and third is George McFly. George McFly in the first one makes it happen because you he's the only one that you really see a character develop. He's this nerdy, buffoon, wimpy little guy who finds courage and you know earns the woman. Like that was two movies ago. George George McFly is great. But he's yeah, he's definitely the one that makes the first one vastly superior to these next two. Yeah, but I don't. uh, You're. Ooh. If I may, Hallelujah. Mr. Liam, <laughs> your uh, logic is flawed. Oh, because um, I think it's a, a terrible thing to say that he's the only one who experiences character development. And Marty experiences character development clearly in all of the yeah. movies. Even in three, he has this drastic uh, when change three, of heart where he learns to relent his prideful tendencies. Because they have to like wrap up that. Ridiculous really quick, yeah. chicken issue that they just no, that's not forced ridiculous. into the second it's not one. Forced at all, so painfully. I, I don't think it's forced. They had I to give him. I kind of agree with Matt. Oh my I don't gosh. think it's ridiculous. Like that exposition it's in forced. the second one where the mom's talking in the background about like he was in a car accident and he hurt his hand and all this stuff about like you can't call him a chicken, you can't call him a chicken. Why didn't they do that in the first one? If that was such a huge part yeah, of who like, he was, that's why like the no, it was it was. It was unspoken in the first one. It was clearly a part of his character. Yeah, it stayed true to his character. He was standing up to Biff and and anybody that kind of got in his way already. Yeah, but I still. Yeah, but they weren't taunting. Even in the first one, without the stupid chicken stuff, you still get a Marty character arc because it's just more of a Luke Skywalker thing where he's always the hero that you like. It's just that he's uh, kind of got a crappy situation that he has to repair and make better, and then. Get the girl in the end and have yeah. an adventure. Yeah. What say you now, huh? Mm, silenced him. I uh, no. I feel <laughs> well. I feel like the best growth was with George McFly. It was the most exciting to see that. Whereas Marty, hey, I mean, you better kind of come to that like conclusion. You mean to tell me, Liam, that you like George better than Marty? Yeah. Let me tell you. No, I you get shivers when he gets that courage to pop Biff. And Biff is just like, whoa, who is this guy? Like, that's that's a huge moment. <laughs> it's a very introspective Biff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, just whoa. like blowing well, up. If, like if whoa, a, who is this guy? If there's a character that's undergone a lot of change, it's also Biff. Mm, ain't that yeah. the truth? That's true. Hairstyles, physical prowess. And if we accents, also have to admit that mustaches. Mike Jensen had one of the better fan theories 
he really about did. Biff, <laughs> which was what? That when George McFly punched Biff, he punched him simple. <laughs> <laughs> that George absorbed the confidence. <laughs> Jolly Biff. So that uh, future 1985, improved 1985 Biff is like, like for slower. Gun. So then there was also a theory that in a connected Zemeckis universe yeah. <laughs> that a time traveler had punched Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> that the punches of time travel has <laughs> reduced people's IQ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so because because uh, <laughs> positive nineteen eighty five Biff is is quite pleasant. Yeah, and, and you almost I mean well not almost but you do you feel bad for but two thousand fifteen Biff is mean and crotchety again. He's, he's smacking people on a no, on the head with his cane. Yeah, but he's there, he's not simple. Well, he's I mean, maybe he's still, he's still forgetting to put that second coat of wax on. This actor that played sure. Biff and everyone in Biff's gene pool. Yeah. He uh, he seemed quite at home in this Mad Dog character. He, you he, like that Yeah, spit? the Wild West suited him really well. He did his own stunts. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he and, did. And the lassoing. Yeah, he, he really? lassoed, oh, he really that's he lassoed Michael J. Fox. <laughs> he, went, he went in deep. I yeah. tried some last time I at a pumpkin patch the other weekend. I was not good at it. Oh, goodness. <laughs> tell, us, well, tell us more, please. I'm just saying it's a hard <laughs> skill. I'm giving props to the man. It's difficult. Okay, I, uh, so uh, Matt uh, was at the pumpkin patch. <laughs> you were there. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. So Patrick and Matt are at a pumpkin patch. <laughs> Tying each other up with ropes. Uh, uh, this movie That's gets great. gets bad reviews based on the idea that uh, it, it's just become too repetitive. People watch the third one and think, yeah, I've already seen this too many times, and they're tired of this same played out Back to the Future formula that keeps happening. Yeah. And I say, that's what makes it so great. Because the writing manages to incorporate all of these, these very unique Back to the Future threads so, so effortlessly. I think it's great. I think it's a fun ride. Why wouldn't we want more back to the future <laughs> can i just say <laughs> can i just say at this moment i mean like god bless you man you know? <laughs> he's fighting for it yeah it's like he's I, fighting with his heart i like nothing more than when a man just really really loves a movie <laughs> <laughs> you have got some back to the future colored glasses on <laughs> right now mm. it's like that i mean you were right that is the this one especially is they've just gone full home alone and yeah. every single yeah. beat the f- they're hitting to to yeah. make sense of that the home alone formula that we talk about a lot in case you don't know is that home alone from home alone one to home alone two you're getting only subtle plot changes but you're getting the same rhythm to the movie over and over where you've got this kid who has some sort of bad encounter with his family has some sort of mix up when they leave ends up in a different place you know ends up creating this house of horrors house of horrors for two bandits first he has to enjoy his time away have an adventure befriend some kind of weirdo black sheep person yep eat a bunch yeah (laughs) we even uh timed it the last time we watched them as a double feature there's a point in the movie where he unrolls his uh his map of traps and it's like within the same minute of the timeline of the film so when we say home alone formula that's what we mean for back to the future even though it really should be the back to the future formula since they that does make more sense it does make <laughs> more sense but, uh, we, but we noticed they, home alone there's so yeah. many beats that it hits over and over like the f- 
uh, part two and three both open with a scene from the previous movie. Um, and then there's also those two scenes where Marty's trying to convince Doc to help him, where he's shouting through the door when uh, Doc is in the garage. And then in three, he's shouting through the bathroom door where we get to see the clock that he hung up the clock above yeah. his toilet. Which was yeah. great. Altercation in a diner. Yeah, he's always ending up in the diner. Cafe slash so having yeah. having a uh, confrontation with the Tannen and his thugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always a photo that's being referenced with things vanishing. <laughs> they got to get a hold of a photo. <laughs> <laughs> Marty's always hitting his head and then waking up to Leah Thompson saying he has a nightmare. And then he's always, you're safe and sound back in 1955. You're safe and sound back on the old 27th floor. Or you're saving sound on the McFly farm. No, do that one in her Irish accent. It was oh, safe spot and sound. On Irish that's accent. A solid safe Irish sound. accent. Yeah, but then yeah. he always he's always eating meals with his relatives. <laughs> he he always always eating meals, eating meals <laughs> with his relatives. Just sustenance. In the first one, he's eating meals with his grandparents, and then and then he's eating a meal with. Well, no, you see him eating meals with his kids. In the next one, but then he's eating meal with his great great grandfather. It's great. And in this one, they also had him playing two characters. He was also Seamus. Oh, my club. gosh. The technology. Their ambition for yeah. having the same actor on the screen side by twice side. Yeah. Yeah. far exceeded the technological capabilities <laughs> to make it. <laughs> so. They did their best. I feel best. like they did a better job in The Parent Trap with Haley Mills. <laughs> no. They, the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah. They well, did our, yes they did was. their best, and it, the HD really revealed. Yeah, how poor oh, that there, was. there's a scene Dog where HD. Uh, Marty and Seamus McFly are walking around the city festival, and Marty looks like a freaking Force ghost from Return <laughs> of the Jedi. He's like purple and hazy. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, made a comment in uh, the episode for Back to the Future Two that he kind of set that trend for Nutty Professor. <laughs> well, we were wrong. Eddie Murphy was still the first person to do it in coming to america oh yeah when he was uh in the barbershop oh he that's all those right characters. we had a we had a fan tweet at us that we oh, were you should acknowledge oh. them by name yeah what's their handle uh that would be um at 13 kp 13 nice job chris phillips chris phillips Good Thanks, job, chris. Bravo. that's really helpful he's the uh origin or he's the origin of the originator peter is Hashtag Peter's the worst. The Peter's the worst. Oh man, campaign. this guy's yeah. a great fan. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Getting rid of Peter. Point, talking about coming to America. He's great. We should <laughs> have like him on guy. the show instead of uh, instead of Matt, maybe. Yeah. Oh. Hashtag then, Matt's the best. <laughs> the the um the formula continues even more so with uh, one and three. There's that model. Of course, it's not to scale. Yeah. And <laughs> you need it for that beautiful exposition. And then while they're doing the model, a girl shows up and they say, "Quick, cover the DeLorean." And of course, you got Wild Gunmen in two and three. You got Strickland in all of them. Yeah, he's good with the uh, he's good with a gun, right? Shooting the video mm-hmm. game. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And then you've got um, the <laughs> Tannen abusing some poor woman, making yeah. sexual advances, and then pushing her to the floor. Man, he really that's turns true. it up in this one. He's a heel, man. He's a yeah. real heel. But he's also a little endearing because he's always getting those uh, sayings wrong. You know? That's, That's right. Dumber than a screen door on a battleship. Mm-hmm. Make Submarine like a, Biff. Make like a tree and get out of here. Yeah, get that yeah. guy out of here. And this yeah, one he says, I'm going to shoot you down like a duck. That's yeah. a dog. Yeah. He couldn't count yeah. either. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, would you say that... He got he dumber in each seven. one. Is he also in his underwear in all three of them, or is it just one and three? Oh, in the manure a bit. The ma- yeah. 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 I mean, the Tannen's always getting knocked out and falling into manure. 
And this right. one's the best too because they telegraph it so early when yeah. he walks into town. <laughs> yeah. There's like a yeah. manure cart. Uh-huh. You, you, like, say to yourself, you know what's coming. There's, there's yeah. a tannins going in and there. And it's, always, some heads. it's always the same company too, A. Jones Manure. Now what the heck yeah. are you talking about, Liam? Is he yeah. Who's underwear in all three of them too? <laughs> uh, just one and three. No. Just the reference to purple underwear in the first one. Mm, for, no, because he's in his long underwear in the third one, but he's oh, not his yeah. underwear in the second one. In butt cheek in the third you get one. Butt cheek. You do get butt cheek in this one. Cheek. Marty McCheek. Mm-hmm. It's the same manure company in everyone. Yeah. Yeah. A That's, Jones manure. I like. I like thinking that there's like a manure empire that, that guy's built <laughs> <laughs> since the time of the Wild West. Yeah. yeah. He's like an oil baron. He's the uh, um, <laughs> unsung hero. My straw takes your manure. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, each of them end with like uh, Doc hanging from his clothing, and then. Um, Clara hanging from her clothing. Yeah, they try and and Can I mention something about that scene before it slips my mind? Is that that's not the way that hoverboard works. They slides it to Doc, and he must yeah. be a good like eight feet off the ground. <laughs> it just flies away. It just yeah. flies and away. It stays with yeah. two yeah. adult See? people on. Just stays that high it's off not the ground. A, it's not like a jetpack for your feet. No. <laughs> yeah, that's inaccurate. You know, during all this hullabaloo about Back to the Future Day, and you know, I'm sure everyone we're we're one among many onslaught. Uh, or people providing you with the onslaught of Back to the Future stuff. Um, I was watching some old footage of Zemeckis during the making and promotion of Back to the Future 2, and he was talking about how, you know, he was behaving as though the Mattel hoverboard was a real product, but that parents uh, were so wary of them that they'd never released them, so they just got real hoverboards from the studio or from the toy company and were using them. And uh, I remember hearing that constantly as a kid that like it used to be this urban legend. They'd say, yeah, hoverboards are real. They just yeah. can't sell them. And I'd yeah. always be like, well, that sucks. How can we get a hold of this? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the, he what? he did that. He's responsible for that. Stupid fantastic gorilla sure. just because, of marketing. You have to have a special like ground for it, right? Because it's like magnets that kind of like bounced off of it. Or is it like. Well, no, I mean, they're, 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 they're real now, but what Josh is saying, like, back in, like, the 80s and 90s, yeah. Zemeckis gave an interview and said, like, oh, yeah, Mattel's made these. Yeah. They just can't he was sell just them. Yeah. He was straight yeah, up he was just lying. straight up oh, lying. Oh, now, just now they have, because there was that nice. horrible video that made it look real, and they're like, ah, just kidding, everything under his metal. Right. Um, but back in the day, there was that urban legend, like, when we were kids in middle school, like, dude, this is a real thing, and they exist. They're in a warehouse somewhere, but they're just too dangerous. So, like, mm. parents And the rules won't are fuzzy because them. apparently they don't just float a few inches above the ground. You can fly one off a train. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, uh, it. Carrying <laughs> some yeah. woman. Into the <laughs> desert. He glided away gracefully. Yeah. <laughs> glided away. Oh, man, so instead <laughs> we just got pogo balls. Oh, Uh-oh. Yeah, it was, uh, I was yeah. sad for uh, Marty that he had to sacrifice his hoverboard. In order to I thought oh, no. the same thing. I thought Hot if pink, anything yeah. could have survived this journey, it would have been nice for him. Yeah. No, nope, but he's just left standing there on the side of the train tracks dressed as a cowboy. Can we talk about how stupid that train is at the end? <laughs> oh, the bat train? The bat, yeah, the I, bat train. I love, I love the train. It's very Jules Verne, which they keep referencing yeah. throughout the whole film. Do they? But I yeah, don't. They, they just decided <laughs> they to do this one. Up yeah, they, Verne in this one. Yeah, they're just but like, oh, hey, in the third one. My problem is, is how? How how did he build this flying magnets time machine train yeah. what technology did he have available to him did he did he piece he built out it without the, plutonium right he pieced out yeah. the hover yeah somehow yeah. it, it runs true. on steam he said <laughs> that explains it yeah. but but what what technology did he have available to him in the I wild like west to, think to build this, it the think of it like this that is not 1955 uh doc that's 1985 doc. right 
Yeah. Right? So at this point, that doc has had to do so much in the span of what? This is just like a couple of weeks since the first movie began. They've experienced a tremendous amount of no, stuff. No, he's in days. he's been in 1885 for at least nine no, months. No, no, no. 1985. Yeah. So 1985 doc has been all around at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made the first DeLorean. There's no saying where he's, no where he's been and how yeah. long he's been there. Yeah, because when he and he he's had experience with several different iterations of the time machine. That's right. true. Yeah. He's been there long enough to have those two kids. Well, we do see the DeLorean go that's through. True. We see the DeLorean go through a lot of changes, uh, but those aren't all at the hand but of 1985. Doc. One of the that's major true. plot points <laughs> is yeah. that he can't <laughs> fix the time circuits. With 1885 technology, that's why he has to hide yeah, it in the said, mine. He said it wouldn't be available until 47. Right. Yeah, but that's no, what but he said he after only being there for eight months. We're seeing him six or seven well, I mean, years that later. That kid's at least, he, yeah, eight. So he just had more time he to think about He had time to it. work out the problems, man. That's what Doc with does. With spinning electromagnets. Right. But maybe maybe all the technology he needed was inside that hoverboard. He pieced maybe. it out. You keep talking about the <laughs> hoverboard, true. man. It's got to have microchips. You don't know how it runs. Microchips. <laughs> Lots of science, <laughs> every, bro. Every time so you say he pieced it out, I think you mean like he said peace out to it. No. <laughs> That's Smash what Marty out. had to do to save his friend. His now, old man. Now, friend. talking about the, the Doc Brown timeline, I was thinking to myself... Oh my God. So, h- how old do we think Doc Brown is in 1985? How old? What's our best guess? He's, he looks old in 55, 55, so add 30 to that. I think he's like 65. There's, yeah. there's, no, there's no tell. 60. Yeah, there's 60, no tell 65. for his age. So, so, 85 Doc is 65. That made him 35 in 55. <laughs> No, he's probably forty-five and fifty-five. Okay, he's seventy. He's seventy-five. Now, when they f- when they when that's they like filmed, the age of Christopher Lloyd now. Right. When they filmed, right. he was forty-seven during uh, part one. Hmm. S- okay, so, so how old was he supposed to be? How old was his character? So let's say he's fifty-five. He, no, that'd be twenty-five. He no, can't have been sixty-five. Let's say he's 65. Then he's, then he's 1935. And we'll say 1985 Doc yeah. is 65 okay, years old. Okay, sure. So he's traveling around. Yeah. Uh, and he gets his rejuvenation, yeah. health rejuvenation stuff in the future. Yes. And then he gets sent back to 1885. How long can he live? What what What's left in well, his life? He specifically says in number two, I've added 10 years to my life. Okay. So if then... We so just say he's it, born in 1925. It makes, him, it makes him essentially 55 when he goes back to uh-huh. 1985. Oh, so, sorry, to 1885. So if he's 65 years old in 1985, yeah. he was born in 1920. This and he's back yeah. in 1885 and he's yeah. got, what is that? 40, 30, 40 30 years to live? Sure. He <laughs> could almost catch up to his birth. Yeah. He could, Tyler. That was the whole point of this. That was yeah. that. People, long this is where people are screaming at their phones. By and the way, <laughs> <laughs> and the no one freaking that, cares. The fact that we know that in this, you know, this version of the time, space-time continuum, yep. people double up their consciousness and their bodies double up oh if gosh. they intersect on the timeline. So Doc would be able to witness his own birth. Yep. And his infant, his newborn consciousness and his <laughs> oh man, we're end of life consciousness <laughs> uh, would be in the same place at the same time. Not right. Really. 
Now, what's that's, also interesting... That's crazy, huh, guys? Is that's that, crazy. That's heavy. Is that, hey, man, this is, maybe one of those kids, Jules Verne, is him. Yeah, maybe he kid is, is his own dad. <laughs> and he just changes his name. Yeah, this is what I think about creepy when I watch Vern Back to the Future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he becomes himself. Now, thinking about it as well, Marty, uh, who at the end of three, has returned back to the point where he left, like an hour or something later. Yeah. And they thought he was at the lake. the lake, but he was just, you know traveling through time um so he returns back to where he left in the second one so essentially to them no time has passed at all he's he should only be an hour older than he is but he's lived two to three weeks beyond that yeah so his his like personal like age is no longer in line with his birth date Right. That sucks for him. He's forever thrown off of that true age. Man, wow. that must Measurement. be so yeah. hard. Yeah. It's haunt him every birthday as he's blowing yeah. out the candy. So he's like, I'm living a lie. Pressed <laughs> in front of his birthday cake. <laughs> oh, yeah, my birthday. That's right. Oh, Happy yeah. birthday. Really, you guys no missed it. Thing. It was three weeks so ago. So he's older than his age now. Can we talk about uh, something that probably is a, just a little bit more let me, <laughs> worthwhile let me throw yeah. out <laughs> no, no. Let Tyler me you did a good job that, uh, that dropped into place for me during this one uh, that started clicking into place in the first one I will submit to you that uh, the Back to the Future trilogy is a sweeping narrative about a family trying to distance themselves from their redheaded past <laughs> uh, <laughs> let, me, let me paint the picture for you here um, 1885 the redheads in the movie, yeah, the Seamus and yeah. the, the roots of the McFly family. Mm-hmm. What's Fast the forward, 1955. Who are the redheads Maggie. we see? The kids in the school who are picking on George McFly. Yeah, and that antagonistic redhead at the dance, at the dance. who almost <laughs> trashes the entire <laughs> McFly line. Yep. 1985. I think the only redhead is Red, the bum. Red. They're almost died out mm-hmm. in the future. No redheads. No. Mm-hmm. No redheads. So I think there's a there's a hidden narrative thread in Back to the Future. Well, that's really interesting because the uh you know, I was thinking to myself when Marty finally gets out of the DeLorean the final time it gets smashed. Yep. And then uh which by the way, Doc is c- complete betrayal of all his values because he wouldn't stop going on about how important it was the time machine gets destroyed mm-hmm. and how much pain and suffering it's caused the world and then he just shows up in a brand well, new well, time cause he machine. didn't turn press a chick no he yeah. no he said that traveling through time oh is too gosh, painful because he was he was under the impression that he couldn't be I know, with but Clara. he was doing that but long yeah. before he knew he needed to destroy. So but, anyway, but the, but real quick, no, that's no, what's great no, about no, this no, no. situation <laughs> nah. is that Clara should have died. So her existence in time is only going to damage it. It's like him. He now is allowed to fall in love with her. So building a time machine. And and being married to her has no effect on history because she shouldn't have existed anyway. Because essentially, he needs to build a time machine so that he he and her and their descendants can live outside of the normal time stream because their existence Whoa. in it would disrupt. Right. He's a pretty the old dad. Continuum. Right. Yeah, yeah he is old dad. dad. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but what I'm dad saying bod. is that's that's kind of the point I was getting at is that when Marty, by the time he gets out of the time machine the last time. Uh, and everything seems to be the way he left it in Hill Valley. 
so much stuff should be different. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they have just peed all over Oh, yeah, <laughs> so much. <laughs> they have disrupted. <laughs> I mean, the, could, the it could be raining donuts like in that one Simpsons Exactly, that's what I kept thinking about. You know, every time Homer, like, <laughs> killed a mosquito and it changed the yeah. future. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, you saw. They, they accounted for all the changes. It's now it's yeah. Eastwood Ravine. <laughs> That's yeah, true. It is probably true. Yeah. No, it was that simple. No, no other. So does that no. mean that just the name of a everyone in the crevasse. in the past, everyone back at Hill Valley in 1895 thinks that he died when the train went off the edge? Probably. Yeah. yeah. They must, That's why yeah. they named it after him. Yeah. It well, was great. It was great why, writing why because for for a moment there, it was about to be Clayton Ravine again. Mm-hmm. Right. Why couldn't it be that mm-hmm. um, that Clara and Doc named it? Named it that to honor their friend because they survived oh, and went back true. and lived. No, they had to Valley. say they had to give a reason that the train was hijacked. Oh, mm-hmm. and it was Eastwood because he's yeah. a yeah. gunslinger. Certainly, there would have been an yeah. investigation into into Doc Doc Brown's work, and they yeah. would have found that Certainly. toy car that's a time hey, machine that had this? shotgun yeah. pellets. Josiah, what did you notice about the clock at the city yeah. festival in 1885, Hill Valley? It's uh the clock is not stuck, but it's sitting at. Eight minutes after eight o'clock. Eighty-eight. Mm. That's pretty cool, right? That was a significant nice number in the. That's back a good move, How is that significant? Yeah. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> uh, Aren't you the big fan? Got you. I got you. I mean, how about? Did anyone else? I remember when I was a kid at the ending where when the DeLorean gets smashed to smithereens, yes. being like so upset. Oh, it's tragic. Like, yeah, that's yeah. No more yeah. tragic. Because all it's I think end. to myself is like, God, these guys had. <laughs> The key to time travel. They had a means by which they might travel through time. All they did was make a mess for themselves personally. Right. <laughs> where they had to screw with their own family right. lines it for like a few days and then they lost time travel for <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's actually well, that's like uh Bob Gale's like pointed that out. Like he said this in some of the stuff about like the video game and they're interviewing. They said like one of the big things they picked up from him is that he says that time travel and back to the future is always the problem and never the solution. And that's like the writing, I guess, ethos that they ran with throughout mm. the whole series. That's which good. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. made yeah. a mess. It's a ball but of knots. Yeah. The, the conflict was always created by some other accidental force. Well, the first one, it was the Libyans forced him into forced him to travel the time because he was trying to outrun Escape them in the him. car. Yeah. yeah. But then the, the conflict came accidentally when he uh, disrupted George McFly's storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then like, oh crap, well I screwed that up. We got to fix it. And then in the second one, I know it's like, it's oh, we had the, a time machine, but yeah. instead of seeing dinosaurs or something mm-hmm. like that, it's like, oh, I got to Yeah. Like, oh, I've, I've got to fix the Hill Valley. Made a mess. Yeah. I spilled something. Uh, I gotta but then up. in the second one, everything was going fine until the cops found Jennifer sitting in the alley. And then that thrust everything into chaos. Uh, and then the Jennifer too. Let's point that Jennifer out. Jennifer too. The real Jennifer. The second, the better, Jennifer. Better, the, better, oh, the better, more superior. The third Jennifer. one was caused Leave by the lightning, on accidental, <laughs> accidental lightning in the third one. Right. Can hmm. we don't want to overlook that though. I just want to go on record saying I was I'm on team Jennifer one. Team Jennifer one. Yeah. We got two for team Jennifer one. Jennifer did we ever? Jennifer did we ever find Jennifer out two. why they replaced Jennifer? She won into it because she sucked. She hated that chicken storyline. She was like, "Why are you forcing that so hard? That's dumb." <laughs> Jennifer one, she'll always she'll always be the real yeah. Jennifer to me. Here's my question, yeah. Tyler. When this is part two, since okay. we're talking about all of no, them. No, this is actually the, this episode will be called. Okay, Back well, to the let me ask you this: in the whole the 
you know, theory of what we're talking about here. Doc goes back to get Marty to save his kids. Uh-huh. Why didn't he take him back to stop the wreck? Why did he choose that moment to like interfere finally? Uh, probably. I don't know. That's a great question. It could be that the consequence consequences were more significant. Yeah, for it's his because it's be in because jail. for thirty yeah. years. Doc yeah, but if he would have stopped Marty, the wreck, no, because none not, of that Marty would have been interfering with his own destiny which he wasn't allowed to do he could interfere with his kids destiny because yeah. he's this is where people are going to start screaming again but no that's, so, that's is within the rules of the universe this, this is a point in, in the in the films where i question it as well and i and i think about the bill and ted theory if you're okay. familiar which, uh, which one and i thought Love about it thought about it when uh doc was looking at his uh tombstone and he realizes he's got shot in the back by a for tannin over a matter of eighty dollars and they realize that marty needs to go into the past to save doc but in that moment doc is in the past even though even though future doc is in the past it's yeah. still future doc oh yeah mm-hmm. so in that moment all doc has to do according to bill and ted theory is think to himself well, don't double cross Buford Tannen. It's true. And then instantaneously, yep. that tombstone would have changed. It's solid. Just that like w- the yeah. Bill and Ted thing, like, don't forget the keys. and they yep. That and works with Looper, too, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, I'll no. pretty much all time I'll travel movies. go back yeah. and get That's this key, point. and yeah. I'll have a gun. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And then it yeah. and then it happens right there. Yeah, on scene. Monday, September 7th, I just won't go out of the house. Right. So he could have yeah. saved himself if he just yep. made a mental note. Like Much mm-hmm. like he did by sticking back Marty's letter together in the first one. Here's a question. <laughs> I love Bill and Ted. Me Bill too. and Ted is great. Yeah, let's watch those into a podcast. Yeah. Um, so I remember being traumatized at the end of Back to the Future 3 and when the DeLorean is smashed and then traumatized again when I realized, is that it? That's There's no more adventures. Yeah. And thankfully, um, Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis have been like very upfront about no sequels. Like, yeah. Like, over our dead bodies. I appreciate no that. Sequels, Good for them. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what does everyone think about that? Would you go well, see a the future I don't want any more. Sequel? No, don't anymore. do any more. No. It would not be the same without Marty, without Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. And Leah Thompson. I'm going to upset the apple cart a little bit. What are you saying? Careful. I'm going to say, here's what I, here's the thing. Uh, I'm not as afraid of bad sequels as everyone else is and remakes and things like that because the way I see it we always got the real movies those aren't going anywhere mm. I'm not of the m- mind that like they tarnish them because you just don't have to watch them but you never know what if something what if a Rocky Balboa comes out of it you know that's what I mean? true that's true yeah. but so what are they gonna do they gonna like do with this new Ghostbusters <laughs> movie hasn't come out yet but in my head... The one that's starring Kristen Wiig. Yeah, and all the girls. Yeah, the all girls cast. Yeah, in my head, whenever they were going on and on about another Ghostbusters movie, I was like, God, it's not going to work unless they get everyone. And even then, it's going to be a stretch. But then they started selling this concept. I started slowly thinking, oh, I don't know. That actually could be funny. Those are funny comedians. And it's going to involve some of the original cast in a way that like mm-hmm. isn't forcing them to relive their characters all yeah. old and... Um, so I don't know how you might do it, but if it had the right team and had the right or you know people that were involved with it and that really cared about the franchise um, with, I don't know, a fresh story that doesn't have to like force old Christopher Lloyd and, and Michael mm-hmm. J. Fox into the picture, but maybe has them involved in some abstracted way. I would see a movie like that with maybe. high hopes. Yeah. I, I think Back to the Future is more 
sacred to to me anyway. Mm. But I would I would also hate to see Back to the Future Star Wars Star Wars prequels. Yeah, I would hate to see prequels and then a bunch of sequels oh, and then well, no, I mean, some I'm, embarrassing, laughable if, characters yeah. added and then if it nothing just else, would be a mess. I just totally respect their resolve to yeah. be like, yeah, no, nah, we're awesome. done. Well, if anything, I can appreciate um, something like what you're describing, but I would hate to see a total reboot. Yeah. Where, well, like oh, what yeah, they're doing right. with Footloose and Point Break, and yeah. no, that would be that'd be just yeah. so totally cool. Cool. But you know, we'd we'd go watch it. Totally and see what it was like. <laughs> no, no, I yeah. think I has, has anyone played the game? No, I watched a trailer for the game in the hullabaloo of all this stuff. The game, I haven't finished it, but it's actually a really good sequel. Um, the storyline is really good. It's better than it has three. them in it, right? It but has their voices. It's got Christopher Lloyd, and I think uh, Michael J. Fox came back at one point, but they found this guy who's like does this Marty McFly impression that is unreal. Like, unreal. <laughs> it sounds just like him. Really? Better than um, Michael J. Fox? It sounds exactly like him. I mean, you can So it sounds like Stuart Little. <laughs> yeah. I mean, more or less. Yeah. Nice. Mm, great work from M. Night Shyamalan. But yeah, play, play the game because the, the plot is... The plot's really great. Well, I, I really appreciate that um, Zemeckis and Gail and um, Spielberg, who Spielberg holds the rights to a lot of the story, I appreciate that they hold these movies so dear as well because they don't want to see anything go wrong with them. They've been corrupted by any other sequel. Spielberg's starting to waffle on all on his stuff from that because now he there's you know Goonies sequel is coming out of the no. woodworks. A Gremlins sequel is coming out of the woodworks. Hey man, that Gremlins won't. We're we're in it. Oh, I'm pumped. Man. I'm so ready. I think it's more just Gremlins. it's because we're in a time of renaissance right now. Everything's just being remade from some time before. That's good because that's what Renaissance means. Rebirth, baby. You know it. Do it. Just applauding Tyler's grasp of vocabulary. That's great. It was good. You can learn <laughs> things on you hate movies. <laughs> well, I hope everyone enjoyed their Back to the Future adventure with us. It's not like you weren't getting enough Back to the Future stuff if you didn't live under a rock over the past couple of weeks. But I think we gave you the best content. <laughs> Apart from that one video of him actually getting the shoes, because that was a precious that was pretty moment. Tight. Yeah, that was way tight. Well, yeah, but we don't we don't have Michael J. Fox on the show. No, it w- that would have been nice. You could have tried harder. Where else could you have heard an in-depth discussion of a phallic-shaped timeline? <laughs> 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 Certainly it's not true. the internet. That's for sure. That's true. <laughs> and if you missed previous episodes, now you're thinking, well, dang, I, yeah. I better go back. <laughs> Why are you listening to part three? Listen to that back catalog, people. Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. Are you one of these yahoos that's yelling at your phone when you listen to us? Please, let us know where we went wrong by leaving a comment at youhatemovies.com or by bothering us on social media. Twitter and Instagram, at youhatemovies, and facebook.com slash youhatemovies. Beginning next month, You Hate Movies will embark on an unprecedented miniseries as we roll out a seven-part quest, Road to the Force Awakens, week by week. Jar Jar awaits. <laughs>